we explore the sacred text today on Podcast Magoria. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Podcast Magoria. My name's Autumn. And I'm James. And today, as previously mentioned, we are going to be discussing the horror elements in the Star Wars universe, uh, specifically the books. That's right. You bookworms out there will be appreciative of the fact that we'll be delving into all sorts of reedy materials. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course, there is so much in the realm of books and stuff. So we're just going to touch on some of the stuff that we're more familiar with. Mm -hmm. Of course, as usual, we are opening up this for discussion. Yeah, naturally, we're happy to hear from our uh, our listeners and stuff. Uh, we've got our regulars that keep, uh, keep the fire burning um, in regards to uh, <laughs> messaging us and, and staying um, ever vigilant on uh, Twitter or Facebook, especially Facebook. Facebook's mm -hmm. the one that seems to get the most feedback on. Yeah. Um, real quick, before we get the episode started, I do want to say howdy to uh, a handful of listeners that have joined us from new lands. Yeah. From uh, from the Irelands. Yes. Uh, <laughs> as usual, it's really weird for me to have listeners all over the world now, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and also, additionally, we did uh, gain a couple of followers from Sweden. Ooh! So... I just uh, want to take the time to say hello and uh, welcome them and welcome any other future uh, folks from faraway lands. Yeah. So we're going to be covering anywhere from children's books to full novels. And there are a few collections that have expanded on, upon the nightmares that haunt the furthest reaches of the galaxy. Without giving away too many details, though, or spoilers, here are the books that would make a wookie scream. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that it was a little bit more. Of course. Because as far as um, Star Wars books that are flat out dedicated to horror, mm -hmm. um, there's not many that are, that are that's that's their gimmick. Yeah, it's few and far in between. Yeah, for sure. yeah. And I would say that probably more recently than, than not, that we've seen kind of a, a little bit more depths into horror and such uh, with uh, Star Wars. Now, that being said, I mean, horror elements, as we've seen with the films, and the, and the shows definitely have always been there kind of hanging out in the background of a lot of the book series. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, the Extended Universe does have some stuff. So, um, to begin with, we've got way back to 1997. Mm -hmm. um, we already know that I'm crazy nostalgic for that time. Uh, As I am, too. <laughs> it's almost, it's it's like the 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 silent third person of this podcast, the 90s. It's almost okay. it's almost an extra like there's <laughs> I should have an, an empty seat in here uh, in our recording booth just for a spot for the 90s because it seems to be <laughs> uh, kind of an ongoing theme. But in the in 1997, you know, you got to think to yourself, did you like Star Wars? Mm -hmm. Did you like Goosebumps? Mm -hmm. Well, they got the, I, I think some folks uh, there in uh, in LucasArts. Or, or related to 
um, must have caught wind of this uh, growing fad of horror-themed books because we got a little something called Galaxy of Fear. It takes place a little bit after Star Wars A New Hope. We get introduced to a couple of kids that are dealing with uh, the death of their family. Nay, not even just the death of their family, the death of their entire planet. A <laughs> uh, recurring theme in <laughs> these right. stories. Yeah, we've got we've got Pash and Zach Aranda. <laughs> <laughs> their uncle Mammon who who I've got to mention is a shape shifting species. Oh yeah. What is it? Uh, Shiito or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I'll accept that. <laughs> <laughs> That's as best as I can pronounce that one. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's cool. And his droid, DV9, spread across. It's a it's a 12-book series. I wish I had, I owned all 12 books, but I don't. Yeah, I, I can't believe there's 12 books. Right. That's a pretty large series, especially for a kid's series. Yeah, yeah, especially, you know, even more specifically to such a specific niche Mm-hmm. You know, for, you know, because, I mean, it's it's a horror book series set in Star Wars universe. Like, yeah. it would be, I imagine it must have been hard to write for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they weren't as concerned about continuity, I'm sure, then as they are now. Because, you know, Big Disney, the mouse is very serious about it. Yeah, uh, I, I do think that it's funny that you did uh, compare this book series to Goosebumps. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, a lot of people do. And... It, it is quite obvious that that is the readers they were trying to lure in because sure. there's even a couple of the books that follow the themes of Goosebumps. There's one where they go to a theme park, mm-hmm. and that just that just doesn't seem Star Wars to me. <laughs> you know, I I was I was racking my brain in regards to that, and I was trying to think if um and and any listeners out there, any of our Star Wars gurus, because I know you're out there and you're listening, um, if if you could point out. Is there mention of theme parks in any of the other Star Wars books? Like, does that is that a thing? Yeah, right. Because <laughs> I've never, um, I've never thought about theme parks being in the Star Wars yeah, universe. I've never thought of tourism <laughs> in the Star right. Wars universe. It's right. A thing. <laughs> you know, and and I mean, it, it would it's such a bizarre concept. Um, but I mean, surely because they've got all the other. There's a lot of other, like, um, parallels to our culture versus Star Wars universe, of course. Mm -hmm. And so I would assume that, yeah, theme parks would have to exist somewhere. But I just didn't, I just, you know, would you go to um, Naboo, to their, like, SeaWorld? Oh, God. They have, like, a water park there. (laughs) Like, a just sad, like, sick Gungans. Oh, no. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, we we follow Tash and Zach as they attempt to hide from the Empire. Um, And that's the driving force, um, Mm -hmm. because they're also force-sensitive. Oh. Um, (laughs) And so, you know, it's just basically them... Going from place to place, and it, it's definitely a monster of the week, mm-hmm. you know, monster of the book, you know, scary situation. Each, you know, unfortunately, as they're going from planet to planet for, uh, while they're hiding from the Empire, uh, they come across all manner of tragedy and horror along the way. <laughs> this, uh, I will say, this book, uh, this book series, it's, uh, it's definitely kind of a, a Game of Thrones esque situation. Don't get too attached to yeah. any of the new characters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So let's dig into, uh, at the very least, the first book mm-hmm. of the series, um, Eaten Alive. 
um, which I think is a terrifying too <laughs> to it. It gets crazier along the way, but uh, Eaten Alive, I think, was, it was a good start. The first book throws the siblings into certain doom <laughs> after surviving the their home world of Alderaan. You know that that little place that we may have heard of. <laughs> um, they end up crash landing on the planet called Devaron. I would say Davaran. It's probably Davaran. I wish it's that probably there was Davaron, yeah. It, it's it's clearly Devour. Yeah. It's a little on the nose. I I, I wish that this series had um, audiobooks because mm-hmm. I would like to hear how they would mm-hmm. uh, pronounce it. Actually. Well, Devaron. <laughs> Devaron, it is. <laughs> um, the kids are met with. Uh, the dangers of, of crime. <laughs> but who's doing the crimes? Well, you wouldn't be Star Wars without a hut uh, running a crime syndicate. We've got... Of course. <laughs> Smada the hut. Smada? Smada only exists in this book. Huh. <laughs> Not only do they have to deal with uh, the crimes of, uh, of Smada, but also they have to deal with ravenous locals. Mm. <laughs> I hear there's something else they're having to deal with, too, by the end of the book. Yeah. Oh, you mean the fact that the planet is alive and hungry? Yeah, yeah. That's the scariest part of this whole thing. You're just trying to gloss over that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this this book kind of has this, like, they're throwing everything, including the kitchen sink, mm-hmm. into it. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's why I think it's such a big start. <laughs> it's like, because cause it would be one thing. If it was like, okay, the kids go on this planet and we've got a hut running the show. Right. And, and so it's tense for that. That's not hard enough. Okay, well, let's throw in some folks that are that are going to eat them alive. Right. That's not hard that enough. That have been, what, somewhat nice to them and <laughs> yeah, accommodating yeah. and yeah. then all of a sudden they turn on them. Yeah, yeah. go batshit bananas. And then, <laughs> and then, yeah, not scary enough. We need the entire planet <laughs> to, to open up its mighty maw. <laughs> to swallow everybody up it's crazy it is <laughs> to be honest though i honestly think the second book is way scarier yeah because they're really uh driving the point home with that one um it's called city of the dead so mm-hmm. of course where, where are you going to expect with that but dead people of course in this one, we find the siblings going to this planet called Necropolis. Oh. Oh, don't we love that? Oh, uh, Necropolis. <laughs> it's not the Necropolis we're thinking of, though, unfortunately. This is Star Wars, honey. Yeah, this is Star Wars, honey. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, this planet has all sorts of traditions on how they treat their dead, which includes burial, okay. which I guess apparently isn't a big thing in the Star Wars universe. What do they do usually? I have so many questions about that. You know, yeah, this the book series, uh, I think, unintentionally ends up raising more questions about how the the universe of Star Wars functions. Right. Because <laughs> now I'm all, I'm que- I was questioning theme parks. And now, now we're I'm questioning, questioning burials. burials. <laughs> Zach seems to be the main sibling because mm-hmm. most of the storylines have to do with him, it seems. Yeah. Uh, Scrappy little brother. Right. Of course, in this one, Zach, he gets dared to go into this certain burial site, blah, blah, blah. He hears about a witch. There's some undead people. Oh. And bone worms. <laughs> like, this one also throws everything into it. You know, it, it's great 
that um, long before Clone Wars was a show, <laughs> we have we have worms, witches, and 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 zombies essentially, right? Like uh, already kind of come into play. Of course, it wouldn't be a Star Wars book series without cameos from other popular characters along the way. Yeah, and it's really anyone you could think of. Um, I mean, City of the Dead features Boba Fett yeah, and Eaten Alive. Yeah, yeah, Eaten Alive has Han Solo. He can't stay out of these books. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and there's even minor characters here and there, like Derek Jericho. Um, he makes an appearance. Yeah, when I was looking at um, like the, the character listings and stuff, like for for the books, like I was just like really surprised that at the at the at the seemingly randos. The good thing is is um, these books, you know, you can find them online to order still. I mean, you might even be able to find them in uh, in used bookstores, but you can actually find them online to order for relatively cheap. You know, for your completionists out there, there are uh, variant covers. There are a handful of the books have uh, holographic versions, mm-hmm. which I've got. I've got City of Dead and uh, Eaten Alive. I have the holographics of those. But, but like, I was surprised that not all the books had variant covers, you know, and, and not all of them had holographics as well. Yeah, yeah. And it seems like there's a couple of the holographics just kind of put in there. I, myself, I unfortunately missed out on most of this series mm-hmm. while I was doing research. I did find that I did read one when I was younger, oh, yeah? which is The Nightmare Machine. Huh. Of course, I picked it up because I saw Rancor on the front. I'm like, yeah. yes, yes, I want to read this. But yeah, I would absolutely love to read all of them, especially The Swarm, because Thrawn appears in it. <laughs> like, that's awesome. He yeah. was, I guess he was just reaching popularity at this time, so. Yeah, yeah, the timing would be right for that. Where... Yeah, because the trilogy came out in the early 90s, mm-hmm. like 91, 92 or something. Yeah, so a lot of people were probably catching up by that point. Oh, yeah. So whenever you said that you had seen, uh, that you had read one of the books when you were younger and stuff, um, when I was looking at the different covers <laughs> for all the books, I, um. I definitely, it kind of, there's this faint memory of me seeing, I did. I definitely didn't read all the books, you know, first of all, because I didn't own them, but also um, our library, I think we had one or two, um, which it was, they were the basic variant covers mm-hmm. uh, for the first two, and, and it might have been the Rancor one, it, 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 like, I definitely recognized some of the covers when I was looking at, at them online, oh, yeah. but, but, you know, I didn't read those books because they were missing Mm. I, I was just like, well, I'm not going to read book number eight Yeah, yeah. <laughs> before reading the first, you know, several. Oh, when I was a kid, I didn't care. <laughs> I was weird about that. I didn't want to jump in because I, I... If it was like a series from like a movie or something, mm-hmm. I didn't really care because I knew that they were going to be one-offs. Sure. Usually. Yeah. I, I had the, the presence of mind knowing that, um, that it was a centralized story with the mm-hmm. kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, as an adult now, I realize that I probably would have been fine. Yeah. Um, it, it, it would have been weird to go from the first book to the last book. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> the books in the middle, it probably doesn't matter that much. Yeah. Because um, all the, ki- the kids are still fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am glad, though, that once I was an adult, I was able to read the first two because of you. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on to some adult reading. Yeah. 
And you definitely know way more about this one than I do. Yeah, so uh, get ready, guys, to hear me talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try not to go too spoilery on this one because I, I, I absolutely recommend it's a phenomenal book, um, which is Death Troopers. And I definitely want to get to it because it's one I've been wanting to read for years. Yeah, um, unleashed on the world in two thousand nine. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, this uh, this book takes place a year before the events of A New Hope, which hmm. it's important to know that. Okay. <laughs> um, because uh, a character shows up in this book that's it's it's kind of like what the hell is this person doing here? Oh. Um, which it, it definitely it took me out of the book for a second, but I did, I was able to settle back in. Um, mm. But we'll get to that in a moment. I think I might know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> in this book, we sev- uh, we follow several characters on a prison barge named Purge. It was kind of neat. Um, the first half of the book, you kind of like every couple of chapters, it's it's from the point of view, like the events are from the point of view of these different characters. Right. So you've got um, two brothers that are prisoners. Um, you've got a doctor in the med- medical bay. And then you've got uh, the uh, the captain of the guard, hmm. um, stormtroopers and stuff that are on this uh, prison barge. Uh, as they're going along in the scary part of the galaxy, the Ooh, uninhabited the zone, yeah, there the ship comes to a stop, and everybody's kind of weirded out because they're definitely nowhere near their stop, and you could feel they felt the engines just kind of go boom. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I would be freaking out too. <laughs> um, while they're trying to figure out what's going on, they do detect that there is a Star Destroyer nearby. Mm. So they send, they try to hail it. There's no answer. They do a life scan on it. There's basically no signs of life on it. And so, um, on a Star Destroyer? Yeah, yeah. That's oh. a big ship. For that, yeah, that's a huge ship. Um, there's legends in the Empire of abandoned ships, mm-hmm. you know, um, but, but, you know, no one's, no one on this crew had ever seen it. So they go ahead and they send a search party out to the Star Destroyer, um, not so much to solve the mystery of what happened to the people, but mostly to find parts that they could use to repair, to get the engines and stuff up and running uh, for uh, the purge. Mm. So crew... Stormtrooper crew goes on there. They, uh, they're looking around. They split up and stuff. And one of the guys is a scientist. He comes across. Um, and this is probably the first part that's genuinely creepy in the whole deal. Okay. He sees these, can- he sees these containers. And there's little windows on them. He looks inside. And he realizes all these tubes and wires and stuff running into these containers are hooked up to lungs. Ugh. And he notices that there's, like, this gray liquid and stuff that's, like, covering the lungs and stuff. And he also notices that the lungs are reacting to him being there. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, they're aware of him. And they start, you know, breathing heavily. And then eventually um, all the canisters release a scream. Like this, like, inhuman scream. <laughs> what? Well. Um, while this is going on, the rest of the troopers are just looking around and all they're finding is, you know, there's still droids going around. They come across one protocol droid 
that is speaking complete gibberish. Oh. Which is, Poor I thing. mean, peculiar. Yeah. Like, it's also, this is amping up that things get intense, you uh-huh. know. They go back to the purge, and on their way back there, one of the officers is coughing, like, starts, you know, coughing and stuff. Oh, God, we know where that leads. <laughs> That's right. You should have social uh, distance. Um, <laughs> but... But yeah, so while that's going on, we go back to the uh, to the ship, and and you know, there's you learn a little bit more of the history of the of the brothers, and like their father was on the ship too, and he got killed by the captain of the guard, mm-hmm. and um and just a whole lot of other like intricate little character developments um, during that point, leading up to the troopers uh, getting back to the purge, and you know, one of them ends up passing out. They take him to the infirmary. Um, the doctor, she brings them all into the infirmary and puts them on quarantine because it's clear that they caught something from the Star Destroyer. Yeah, I'd say. Gosh. Yeah. So the turnaround rate, <laughs> <laughs> as far as how fast this stuff spreads, is extremely fast. Like, it takes no time at all um, from the time that they get back to... Basically, everybody, all the prisoners and stuff are coughing, mm-hmm. um, except for the except for the um, the boys, uh, the, the 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 brothers. They're 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 not coughing yet. Uh-huh. Um, the captain of the guard isn't coughing, and the doctor's not coughing. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody else is is definitely starting to come down with it. Well, this is, I mean, essentially, uh, this book is about zombies, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, of course it's going to spread quickly. Oh yeah, and and like um, the the first person that dies from it, it's absolutely gruesome. Um, like because he um, he's coughing real hard, and then he like he leans back and like looks straight up and just <gasps> like shoots, just like just a ton of blood just shoots out of his mouth. Oh my god! Like his, like, his lungs rupture. Okay, like, I will say that is one of my favorite like kind of horror movie types type ways of dying what exploding lungs yeah like <laughs> i always enjoy that whenever i see it in movies because it's just so gruesome and disgusting and everybody's getting touched by this uh, oh, virus yeah 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 no wonder it's spreading like <laughs> yeah. on wildfire well and and um that was the thing about this that um it caught me off guard because you know, I knew, of course, naturally, I knew this was going to be a zombie book. Mm-hmm. I knew it's a horror book. But I've never seen or read anything from Star Wars that goes into, like, gruesome detail right. like that. Like, right. I've never heard, I've never seen gore. And as, mm-hmm. as like... Um, I got a story for you coming <laughs> up. Don't worry. Yeah. As the, um, as this story goes along... Um, in the like worst detail, like how characters get killed along the way and stuff is absolutely like, it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. To say the least, there's a, uh, a lot of death mm-hmm. <laughs> and undeath as oh. well. Like the, the creepiest thing about that was, um, so the doctor, she ends up making, um, a, a, like an antivirus, mm-hmm. but of course it's, it's pretty much too little too late because she does a life scan. And aside from the, the boys and the and the guard, um, there's only two more life signs on the entire ship down in down in, in solitary. Two of them, huh? Yep. Um, she goes down there. 
and she opens up one of the the things, uh, one of one of the the cells, mm-hmm. um, and there's a big Wookiee in there. Huh. I wonder who that is. <laughs> she opens up the second cell, and there's a uh, a dark haired, scruffy looking nerf herder. <laughs> hmm, I wonder who that is. This was the part of the book that kind of took me out. Right. Took me like I mean, I I pop, like uh, a a little confession guys. I um I listened to this on Audible, which I 100% recommend. Mm. They do a really good job uh with it. The voice actor, like the guy that narrates it, he does the voices of the characters. I think he does a really good job. His his Han could be a little bit uh. better. But but like the rest of it's really really good mm. um you know but yeah like i paused it and i was just like are you kidding me yeah it's a really big galaxy why do we why i love han solo uh-huh. i love that character he's yeah. so cool i mean yeah who why but, would you not like Han Solo? but i want but... i want if i want to read a han solo book right or listen to a han solo book um then i'll choose a han solo book mm-hmm. uh this what what killed it for me at this point was the fact that I was just like, oh well, those guys aren't in danger. Yeah, for because real. this takes place before A New Hope, and we know and that they're gonna be alive that, for that. Yeah, we know that they're gonna be fine. So, <laughs> um, and Han never mentions it, <laughs> so it's says obviously it's no big deal. Now, hmm. some of the things that he witnesses along the way. And this is why I think that the voice actor. Um, could have done a little bit better for Han. It's because mm-hmm. like there's obviously moments in the in the story that Han should have been reacting maybe a little less cool, calm and collected. Ah. And he was just like, oh yeah, there's a oh, doesn't that suck that someone's head exploded? Well, Chewie, time to move along. Oh my and it's, God. It's, it's, he's very it's like he's a like just a robot. Yeah, and I mean, we've seen Han Solo in the movies have emotion and, you know, have to pause and go, am I really going to be doing this? Yeah, when he's facing down, like, 200 stormtroopers slash prisoner um, zombies running at full speed. I would expect him to turn tail and actually run and maybe shoot behind him, you know, but... There's there's a couple of times where I'm just like, all right, cool cool it on the bravado. Yeah, right. Um, but I don't want to go too much further into the story because it really gets crazy really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to know all the details because I want to read it. Yeah, there's there's just, um, I definitely, um, I think that they did a great job uh, on it. It's it's a great read. And even though there's two characters that are, that are legacy characters, not everybody's safe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's a couple of times that, I mean, since this book is officially non-canon, they could have killed them, you know, oh, like because this could have been like an Elseworlds kind of situation where it's just a self self contained little pocket universe. Mm-hmm. Well, it looks like you're gonna write a fan fiction for this book. And... <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it seems like we already kind of had a fan fiction for this book. <laughs> oh, well, because uh, in 2010 we got a follow up slash prequel um, to a this prequel. book. Yeah. Um, called red harvest ah yes i now, heard that one too i was really excited for this one and i haven't finished it yet um but the whole time while reading or, or listening to um death troopers i was 
I was really, really curious about um, what had happened on the Star Destroyer. Mm-hmm. Where did it start? Where did it come from? I wanted to learn more about the testing facility and stuff like that. And so when I saw that they were doing that, there was a prequel for it. I was extremely excited. Then I saw that Sith and Jedi were involved, and I was Ooh. just like, you know, zombies and Jedi and Sith. This could be interesting because right. the nature of this virus, without spoiling, I think much uh, here, the zombies. They're not just shamblers, and they're not just runners. Like, they they learn. Ooh. And so they, if they observe you using a tool or using a blaster, they might not quite understand exactly, like, all the all the, de- the gory details on how to, to use it, mm-hmm. but they'll definitely figure out how to use it. And so, um, and so the idea of a Sith or jet, somebody that's Force-sensitive Mm-hmm. getting infected with the virus um, that's scary yeah because now they can use like force pull oh my god <laughs> no <laughs> that is the worst kind yeah. of zombie. i thought running zombies was bad but a jedi zombie yeah. Yeah, yeah that's pretty bad so um you know like i said i haven't gotten too far into it um but but it's it's definitely you get to you, the part that was a little let down with this is this is going like way back to the beginning of the formation of the virus and so what do you know what uh time period it takes place in this is old republic this is this is very much the the very public fight between the sith and the and the jedi okay like like yeah the ones that they're always talking about (laughs) sith are running around rampant right it's no secret they exist bby yeah oh yeah definitely yeah definitely way well before yavin Yes. (laughs) Um, Now, the thing that I did think that was neat about the formation of this virus and why it was created was it was um, essentially the Sith's never-ending desire to defeat death Mm -hmm. and to become immortal. Mm, Palpatine. Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, So that part of it I thought was interesting. However, um, the little bit that I've gotten to see as far as... um, audience like reviews and stuff like that like this book's not very highly reviewed like it it doesn't have it doesn't have a whole lot of thumbs up (laughs) oh um i think i think it's because it it is totally different i will say like uh i was trying to find summaries and stuff for that one and uh yeah i i saw a lot of reviews for it that were like yeah it's not even worth to read this one i'm absolutely going to read it because i have to sounds very interesting yeah 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 Yeah. so i want to have an educated reason why it sucks but (laughs) um, i just wish that and i don't know if the author is working on it or not and i genuinely hope so and if not then i hope that other authors out there could expand upon it i just want to know what happened on the star destroyer i want to know how the virus has survived all these years Mm -hmm. to continue like was that star destroyer was it under the the influence of Palpatine, like hmm. was was he bringing back the virus again to try? Like he's like, well, those guys oh. were stupid back then, but I have a better way to uh, to be, to make this virus right. work. Make like, his and make another kind of army. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and 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 in Death Troopers, there's definitely like some documents that show that they were they were trying to work on like a zombie. Yeah, yeah, army you know, where they could um, they could release it. And uh, and affect an entire planet essentially to create 
an undead army. Well, I mean, with how um, intelligent these zombies mm-hmm. are, like, I I would be right behind Palpatine going, yeah, yeah this is a good idea. Well, it's way more cost-effective than clones. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you don't have to wait for them to grow. You don't have to train them. You yeah. just set them loose. Maybe show one video of someone using a blaster and then let the zombies loose. Yeah, like, I mean, and also, shit, like, the zombies don't need blasters anyways because they're they're practically unstoppable. Right. Uh, can they shoot any better than a regular stormtrooper, though? Um, I would say it's a draw. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the next book that um, I'd like to discuss, which um, I have not read any of at all. Yeah, I didn't even know about this and, until uh, the notes. I gotta drive out to my local Target and hopefully they've got a copy of it. Um, and that is Dark Legends. Ooh. For fans of Star Wars Myths and Fables, um, a year, or last year, in 2020, they came out with Dark Legends. This is basically scary stories to tell in the dark, but Star Wars. Yeah, this one's definitely up my alley since it's like, is it short stories yeah, and yeah, stuff? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the regular edition of it is six uh, stories, Ooh. but the Target edition has three additional. Ooh. And so, um, on top of it uh, being a bunch of little short stories that feature, of course, characters from the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, it ties into, um, e- even ties okay. in Galaxy's Edge. Um, oh, Galaxy's Edge. You know, the, the Disney theme park stuff. Oh, huh. And so, it's a part of that as well. And so, I thought that was kind of neat um, to expand upon that, that side of the Star Wars canon. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Oh, another thing that I thought was really fun is the fact that each story has an illustration to go with it, and the art is really, really good. Oh, yeah. nice. I wish it was fully illustrated, but, you know, wish in one hand, the force in the other. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, this this book has ghosts. It's got werewolves. <laughs> um, it's Does it got... have the force vampires? Maybe. I, there is, I think that there is a, a vampire situation in there. Okay, because yeah, so. that's like one of my favorite things in the Star Wars universe is the fact that there's forced vampires. Yeah, I wanted to um, at least read the synopsis for each storyline uh, or each story to at least be able to really you know, discuss like, mm-hmm. what could possibly be in it. But uh, not so much, mm-hmm. not, not so much information online about that. They kept that one. I mean, it's also a relatively new book, so... Right. You know, there's probably some sort of legality situation happening there where they're like, no Wikipedia. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. But um, I definitely... I recommend seeking this one out. It's also... It's it's not too heavy in the spooky stuff because it is actually meant for kids. Oh, really? Like, it's... Or or young adults. So it's a... Easier read, too. Easy read, and, you know, it's not going to have anybody effing or jeffing, and and it's not going to go into the gory details of people's faces getting ripped off, like, you know, say, Dark Troopers, or Death Troopers, rather. So, (laughs) Man, you're just making me really want to talk about my favorite theories of all time for the Star Wars books, and that's the Tales of. Mm. Series oh, yes. Yes. because you know it's all short stories there's illustrations yeah and guess what there's a few of the stories that can be considered horror themed mm-hmm. now unfortunately 
I wanted to reread a couple of them from the Moss Eisley one, mm-hmm. but I could not find my copy. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's uh, like... <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, we've got pretty much all the short story collection Star Wars mm-hmm. books, except for Myths and Fables and Dark Legends. But we've, right. got the, we've got the Sith one. We've got, yeah, we've got all the, and all the 90s uh, Tales of. Yeah. Right. So, mm. so I couldn't revisit to get the details, but the one that I can remember that I particularly like is Dr. Death, the tale of Dr. Evazan and Ponda Baba. Oh, well, Ponda Baba. Yeah, Ponda Baba, which um, Dr. Evazan Ivanzan, I I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, guys. I'm so <laughs> sorry, but uh, he is actually a character that is featured in the Galaxy of Fear books that we've already mentioned. And as most of the Star Wars fandom knows, he is known for medical crimes, mm-hmm. and this story goes into some of that. So we we get our body horror, yeah, and. You know me, I love the body horror. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> would you say that his um, that that character is, is the Star Wars universe is uh, Herbert West? A hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> especially after reading this. Another one that I did actually get to revisit before this podcast, um, especially if you like the body horror, is in another Tales of book, uh, the Tales from Jabba's Palace. Mm-hmm. If you ever wanted to know what it was like in the Sarlacc pit for Boba Fett. There is a barvey like that, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, which I definitely highly recommend that story because it is telling the events that kind of lead up to him going into the Sarlacc pit. He uh-huh. kind of gets a um, telepathic memory of what happened. Mm. Yeah, it's really weird. He does the does the Sarlacc pit. Does it communicate to him telepathically? It's not necessarily the Sarlacc pit that is communicating with him. It's a uh, previous victim that has uh, gained a link. I think that um, that guy had force sensitivity, and sure. that's how he ended up being able to do this telepathic stuff. Yeah. But yeah, uh, the guy's name is Sue Stajo. <laughs> During this whole story, Boba Fett is slowly being digested by the yeah. Sarlacc, so he. It goes into such gruesome detail about him losing a limb mm-hmm. here and there and whatnot. But while that's going on, we're getting the memories of a Sarlacc pit, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, all the previous victims and what their screams were like oh, wow. and stuff like that. So that one is definitely a good read. Yeah. And I mean, the Tales from the Jabba's Palace is my favorite of those series as well anyway. So yeah, yeah the so- Rancor's. Um, Wrangler tale is just so sad to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely think that if you're if you're not wanting to get wrapped up in, in a huge overarching story, because mm-hmm. um, because mo- I would say a good chunk of the other Star Wars books, it's you know one of twelve, one of nine. Right. You know, you you get lucky here and there, and, and there'll be a one of three like the heir to the throne like yeah yeah but but i mean realistically that ends up that's technically not even a one of three because that story arc is one of three but but you're thrown and stuff like yeah you end up with a shit ton of books and so (laughs) yeah so it's um the the tales of um or tales from uh books they um it's just nice to get kind of like it's kind of like there's um there's the books that they've been making um uh, 
certain point of view mm-hmm. where it's just a, a collection of short stories of the events of uh, Star Wars A New Hope from the point of view of different characters. Oh, yeah. And um, they just recently came out with um, Empire Strikes Back also. Ooh, nice. Um, a lot of people don't like them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll I've, check them out. Yeah, I've got uh, the first one on Audible, and I've listened to some of it, and I thought it was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. But um, Yeah, I'm all about the short stories. I, I mean, you know, I'm a big H.P. Lovecraft fan, so of yeah. course I'm into short stories. Of course, you know, we've already mentioned IG-88. Mm-hmm. His story is in uh, The Tales of the Bounty Hunters. So yeah. definitely pick those books yeah. up. I, I, like, each one of them has at least something that's um, worth reading as far as horror. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah I'm sure you can, find, you can oh, find yeah. elements in all of it. And, I mean, there's, uh, what, Tales of the Lost Tribe, where it's all the Sith stories. Mm-hmm. Probably got some good horror elements sure. in that one, too. Just haven't finished reading that one. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that, listeners. Um, having uh, how, how, how many of you feel this is a, a familiar stack of books, all, all, <laughs> all of them read to maybe the fifth chapter? Yeah. You'll eventually get back to them. <laughs> right. How many bookmarks have you bought? <laughs> how many do you still have that aren't being used? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How many more do you need to buy? <laughs> right. <laughs> Torn napkins don't count. Pokemon <laughs> cards are a good <laughs> bookmark. I always like what I love about that is um, when you when you're going. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna finally get around to reading this book. And you'll get about maybe a couple chapters in, and you'll find a bookmark. Uh-huh. You're like, oh, I've already <laughs> visited this book. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Moving on. I think I think um, summing up. Uh, after recommending the, the Tales of books, mm-hmm. uh, is definitely getting into your honorable mention territory. For sure. Uh, for stuff that have themes in it. Now, the New Jedi Order, I think um, it always gets recommended for further reading for horror themes and stuff in it. And Right. And, like, it's there. And, and, and I have, <laughs> by no means have I read all them books. Well, our roommate was actually uh, telling me about this book series, mm-hmm. and he told me that apparently Force Ghosts actually haunt the halls of the temple and yeah. stuff like that. So that's that's a pretty unique uh, horror theme in Star Wars for me. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because usually the Force Ghosts are just popping up and going, you did a good job, yeah. and then running hey, away. Kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. Um, but the, the, the major villain of this story are the Yuuzhan Vong, they, they, and stop me if this sounds familiar, the race of people that were isolated from the rest of the universe for an unknown amount of time Uh-oh. that became uh, um, aware of the rest of the universe and decided that the rest of the universe kind of blows. Uh-oh. And so they decided to go through and wipe out uh, the galaxy. Hmm. Easily. Well, really easy. The only uh, race of, uh, of people that they liked out of everybody was the Wookiees because they felt that they were the only ones that were um, actual, like, worthy warriors. Um, and so they end up, uh, and this is so sad, um, enslaving the Wookiees <gasps> yet again. No! Wookiees just can't catch a break. Um, now, the reason why I said uh, stop me if this sounds familiar is because the concept of this story um, sounds very similar to me uh, to the cricket men from... Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. 
Yeah, I can see that. You know, where it's just basically there's there's always people that are happily living along, you know, living their days, mm-hmm. um, thinking they're the only ones in the entire universe, and then whoops, it turns out that all these other people exist and they don't like it. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, and I know that I'm I'm summarizing this entire this enormous story and almost kind of in a gross summarization. There's a lot that happens in uh in the New Jedi Order books, mm. but but yeah, like just the idea of something coming along that is so powerful that everybody's having a hard time with mm-hmm, it. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not, and they're, and it's not like just them going after one particular or, or whatever. It's because I mean, as terrible as the Empire is, mm-hmm. they, uh, <laughs> they, you know. There's there's a goal there that they're not going through the universe to, and killing everybody to kill everybody. Right. They're going through the universe and killing all the people that are stopping them from being the ultimate power. Hmm. With the idea of of it being like a, a unionized you know galaxy economy and system. Mm-hmm. You know, from a certain point of view, it's not a bad idea. But unfortunately, they're, they're, it's space Nazis, so not great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now the next book series that would be worth uh, a read. I, I think it's just worth a read anyway, mm-hmm. um, but is uh, The Fate of the Jedi. Not a direct, not 100% meant to be a horror book series, but has horror uh, elements in it. And uh, we do get introduced to a very specific character, Avalon. Yes, right here. Yes, yeah. Um, which there is a ton to unpack um, with uh, Avaloth, and uh, our listeners are going to have to wait a little bit longer for that conversation. Yeah, more like uh, the next episode. That's right. Folks, um, just to plow right into uh, plugging for the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, there are a, uh, a ton of other books out there mm-hmm. in the uh, Star Wars universe. Um, it's it's kind of weird. When I was looking for recommendations, because I, cause my, I'm, I'm slowly filling up my Audible um, list right. with a ton of books. Which a lot of these um, that uh, that we've mentioned are on there, um, except for um, uh, Galaxy of Fear. Galaxy of Fear is the only one that's not. Aww. Uh, oh, uh, actually, I take that back. And also, uh, Dark Legends is is not on there yet. Hmm. But uh, Myths and Fables is, and so I think that here shortly they'll probably come out. If they need somebody to read those Galaxy of Fear books for Audible, I'll do it. Right. Like, <laughs> um, it, it's kind of weird, almost, to me, that they haven't made their, their way over there Yeah, yet. that's a little weird. What what Star Wars books out there did you guys read that gave you uh, the chi- uh, the Chivers? The Chivers. That's right. Uh, between and the Shillers. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> the Shills and the Chivers. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, what, what out there made your Wookiee lose his hair? <laughs> I don't want to see a naked Wookiee. It's not pretty. <laughs> um, what did we not mention is what I'm getting at here. Yeah. That you would like us to, the, to, to I, I want to know. I want to read. I want to see. And I want to learn. I mean, we know that we missed a lot. Oh, yeah. Well, even in the stuff that we talked about, there's there's plenty more to talk about. Oh, yeah. And, um, and of course, we didn't even touch the comics. Yeah, which that'll have to be a very, and a, a, a far away time. A far, far away time. That's right, a far, far away time. <laughs> um, but something that's not going to be um, in a far, far away time <laughs> will be the next episode 
in which we will be wrapping up our Star Wars month and discussing more specifically different Star Wars creatures and monsters and others mm-hmm. that uh, gives you the the, the chithers. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. Um, hashtag chithers. <laughs> I gotta look that up, make sure I saw something terrible. But, um, so, you know, tune in next time as we discuss um, various creatures, monsters, and whatnots. Abeloth. Yeah. I can't wait to talk about her because she's talk- my favorite. Yeah, so we'll have to warm up to Abeloth. But um, <laughs> until then, as always, I request that you do as the Sith do do and stay spooky. Ooh. Bye. You should have said Count Dooku. This has been a Podcast Magoria production hosted by James Davis and Autumn Campbell. Music by James Davis. Like what you heard? Be sure to subscribe via Spotify, Stitcher, or Apple Podcasts. Additionally, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook for behind-the-scenes information about future episodes and as well as other spooky things that we may be featuring in other Podcast Magoria productions. And as always, stay spooky. Mm-hmm. <laughs>